0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, July 18th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamenini As you might know, I am currently in St. Louis, and due to my somewhat hectic schedule, whether I'm in New York or not, wherever I travel, my schedule is always hectic, but... Uh, Since I'm going to the press night for Sweeney Todd at the Muni on Sunday night, weather permitting. uh, I'm flying solo on today's episode, but I will get you through all of the news for today and some looking forward to the rest of the week. Of course, I do want to remind you that on my trip, I will be popping in and out of our Patreon feed over at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to give you updates on things that I have seen. But of course, we have other things in that feed as well. You can also hear all of our episodes early. Uh, You most recently have heard things like uh, Jan Simpson's latest episode of Stagecraft featuring playwright Brian Watkins of Epiphany, which is currently running at Lincoln Center Theater. You also get to hear things like This Week on Broadway early. Uh, By the time you're hearing this, at least in, well, in both feeds, in both Patreon and the regular feed, both of those episodes are available uh, anywhere you can get Broadway Radio Podcasts. But of course, we always appreciate you heading over to Patreon and supporting us there. All right, we're going to start today's show with a little bit of breaking news. I actually had recorded the rest of today's episode before this announcement came out early evening on Sunday. But it was announced on Sunday, July 17th, that the Broadway musical Mr. Saturday Night will be closing on September 4th. That means that you have about seven weeks left to see Billy Crystal in the role that he has been playing essentially for over three decades on TV, in movies and now on stage. Directed by John Rando, the show features a book written by Billy Crystal himself, uh, Lowell Gantz and Babalu Mandel, the three of them collaborated on the motion picture version of Mr. Saturday Night. The score was written by Jason Robert Brown, who did the music, and Amanda Green, who did the lyrics. Eleanor Scott was the choreographer. In addition to Crystal, the show stars Randy Graff, David Pamer, Tony nominee Shoshana Bean, Chastine Harmon, and more. If you love Billy Crystal, this is obviously a show that you will probably want to see. I have to say, I had way more fun watching his Yiddish, what was it, like scatting or whatever he did at the Tony Awards than I really anticipated. And from what I saw, uh, or from what I heard, people said that that's not exactly what he does uh, in the musical, but it's pretty close, and that's a lot of fun. So if you have the opportunity, make sure that you get over to see Mr. Saturday Night Live at the Nederlander Theater before it closes on September 4th. In a move that should only surprise anyone because of how long it actually took to finally happen, on Friday, the Actors' Equity Association officially placed producer Garth Drabensky on its Do Not Work list, meaning that the Canadian-based producer will be unable to use any equity actors or stage managers in productions following Sunday's closing of Paradise Square on Broadway. Though it was not exactly clear from the press release, I assume that this also applies to other international equity jurisdictions as well, either by Rule or Reciprocity. The move comes after members of the Paradise Square Company sent a letter to AEA requesting that Drubinsky be placed on the Do Not uh, do not Work list after not receiving their paychecks on Thursday. The cast is normally paid weekly on Thursdays, generally by direct deposit, but that did not happen last week, prompting some to even turn to social media to express their ongoing concerns with Drabinsky and the production. The show's general manager told The Hollywood Reporter that the show believed that it could use its equity-required bond money, which is specifically set aside in case the show defaults on obligations, to pay that week's salary, but AEA would not allow that, presumably because then that would leave nothing in case that they defaulted on something else, either in the last week of the show's run on Broadway or something that was required after closing. Instead, the show tapped one of its co-producers to eventually pay the cast later on Thursday. The letter from the Paradise Square actors and stage managers to their union requested Drabinsky be placed on the Do Not Work list due to, quote, outstanding payments and benefits and a continued pattern of abuse and neglect that created an unsafe and toxic work environment. In addition, the producer is currently being sued by Equity and United Scenic Artists Local 829 for unpaid wages and benefit contributions. Equity is seeking $174,000 and United Scenic Artists is seeking $156,965. AEA said in a statement, quote, The company of Paradise Square has expressed their commitment to this show and want to continue to tell this story through its planned closing on July 17th. However, Garth Drabinski has made it clear that he is unable to uphold the terms of a union contract, so Equity intends to add him to our Do Not Work list immediately afterwards. So I imagine, like most onlookers do, I am absolutely gutted for the cast, crew, and company of this show, whether they are Equity members or not. What an absolutely horrible way to end the run of a Broadway show that they clearly care so much about. However, I am glad that after years and decades uh, of abuse, financial or otherwise, that Drabinsky will be unable to exploit artists or at least the artists represented by equity uh, again and hopefully that this moves forward to hopefully eliminate his active participation in anything that can, uh, any productions that can take advantage of artists in the future. All right, I wanted to get into this week's theatrical schedule, both on Broadway and for me personally. The one Broadway thing that I want to mention is the fact that The Kite Runner, the London transfer of the hit play adapted from the acclaimed novel, will officially open on Thursday, July 21st. The show, like I said, is based on the book by Khalid Hosseini, and it is adapted by Matthew Spangler. Composer Jonathan Gerling has uh, scored the show with original music. It is directed by Giles Croft as well, and it will open on Thursday, July 21st at the Helen Hayes Theatre, and is currently scheduled to run through October 30th. The show's official plot description says, quote, One of the best-loved and most highly acclaimed novels of our time, The Kite Runner is a powerful play of friendship that follows one man's journey to confront his past and find redemption. Afghanistan is a divided country, and two childhood friends are about to be torn apart. It's a beautiful afternoon in Kabul, and the skies are full of the excitement and joy of a kite-flying tournament. But neither of the boys can foresee the incident, which will change their lives forever. Told across two decades and two continents, The Kite Runner is an unforgettable journey of redemption and forgiveness, and shows us all that we can be good again. The Kite Runner on Broadway is led by Amir Arasan and Farhan Tahir. Of course, on... Thursday night slash Friday morning, depending on when you hear the episode. I will have a complete review roundup of everything that the critics have to say about the show that will appear as a standalone episode in your Patreon feed and as part of Today on Broadway on Friday. Fortunately, I will be in Las Vegas by that point. So by the time the reviews come out at 10 p.m. Eastern time, it'll only be like seven for me uh, local time. So that means that I will have plenty of time to get those done and not have to stay up late, which I always appreciate. Um, But in terms of what I have going on, uh, people have asked what I am officially seeing. So, of course, I am seeing Sweeney Todd on the 17th at the Muni, starring Ben Davis, Carmen Cusack, and Robert Cuccioli. Then on the 26th, I will be back in uh, St. Louis after visiting Las Vegas, and I will be seeing Legally Blonde at the Muni, which by this point you all know. Um, But then once I get to New York, I'm going to be seeing Grace Aki's show to Free a Mockingbird, The Butcher Boy at Irish Rep, Titanic off-Broadway, I'm gonna be seeing the elevator repair services production of Seagull. I will be at the closing uh, performance of Company. I got a late ticket to see the closing performance later that night. After seeing the final Company, I'm gonna be going to the public to see the final performance of Pulitzer Prize winner Fat Ham. Then I'm gonna be racing back uptown to see my friend, the great Nick Walker at 54 Below. Then on Monday night, I'm gonna be seeing Cat on a Hot Tin Roof off Broadway. Then I will be going back into the woods to see Into the Woods uh, on Broadway. Then I'm going to be seeing Come From Away from the Front Row. I actually got a front row seat to see that. My first time ever seeing it on Broadway. I've seen it on tour twice and obviously the filmed production. So very excited to see it on Broadway. And then my last show is going to be on Wednesday the 3rd in the evening, but I'm not exactly sure what I am going to be seeing. I have um, a press request in For the Kite Runner which I just talked about, but haven't heard back from them. But if I don't see that, there's some other things on my list. Um, so I will be keeping folks up to date on those shows throughout my time, either on Today on Broadway or on some standalone episodes in Patreon. So again, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. But having run through my schedule for my upcoming New York trip, this feels like a perfect time to talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. As I've already told you about, there are a number of shows in that list that I just ran through, including the final performance of Company that I got specifically on Today ticks. TodayTix is your one-stop shop for Broadway, off-Broadway, concerts, comedy, immersive stuff, anything that you can do in New York City. TodayTix is the place to get it. It's an easy download. You can go to wherever your app store is, download the app, or visit todaytix.com to be able to find whatever show you want to see. And getting tickets is easier than ever. With the app, you can check out in 30 seconds and get your tickets with ease. You can do like I normally do and book tickets months in advance, or you can do what I'm doing on this trip for some reason, probably because I'm spending two weeks out of town before I get to New York and kind of do things last minute-ish, I, you know, a couple weeks is last minute for me, or you can be super spontaneous and be like Grace and get things 30 minutes before the shows. What's great about today ticks is that not only can you just buy normal tickets, they also have exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs, the sold-out shows, and day of discounted tickets. I have done a number of lotteries there, never won, but I've done exclusive pre-sales as well, including the Black No More earlier this year. So it is a great way to get tickets no matter what you were looking for. No matter how sold out a show is, today Ticks is the spot. And what's great about it is, is that it's not just for Broadway or even London's West End. You can also find tickets to cities around the country and the world, including Chicago, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Sydney, Australia, and more. So, see that show that you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix, T-I-X, dot slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time in case you need to write it down, todaytix.com Broadway. Alright, moving on to some other news, it was announced last week that the national tour of Jagged Little Pill will officially be kicking off at the Kentucky Performing Arts Center in Louisville uh, on August 31st, just a little over six weeks away from when I'm recording this. The show will be there just for two days, August 31st and September 1st, before heading out on its national tour. Casting will be announced at a later date, I would imagine at the end of this month. Usually they do that a month month before the show opens, because that's when rehearsals begin. There will also be including updates uh, in terms of upcoming tour stops and things like that at the website jaggedlittlepill.com. In other news that is long coming, because this is a show that I saw pre-pandemic, but it was announced last week that the recent off-Broadway cast of The Unsinkable Molly Brown Will be releasing a cast album later this month. As you know, we've chronicled the history of this show, going from, you know, a Broadway-bound production in Colorado, to I think having a production in, in Texas before coming uh, off Broadway back in uh, in 2020. But the show, as it has been in many of those stops, was led by the great Beth Malone and also featured David Aron Damon, Whitney Basher, Omar Lopez Sapero, Alex Gibson, Paolo Montavon. Uh, Paula Leggett, Chase, and more. The album was actually recorded in December of last year, so very excited to to hear that. I really enjoyed the show off-Broadway. The liner notes for the album uh, are actually written by Luis Miranda, Lin-Manuel Miranda's father, so um, very excited about that. This production off-Broadway was produced by the Transport Group and was directed by the great three-time Tony winner, Kathleen Marshall. All right, finally, for some feel-good recommendations, I mentioned the Kite Runner earlier. We do have the first look at footage uh, from the show if you want to check that out before you see it. I've had a number of friends go and see the show already and really enjoyed it. It is a, a little longer. Uh, I think it's over two and a half hours, so depending on your tolerance for longer plays, that may or, not, may or may not work for you. But if you check out the highlights in the show notes, that might give you a better indication as to what uh, your thoughts of the show will be, but uh, finally, I also have uh, footage for, from inside the rehearsal room at the Muni for Sweeney Todd, uh, starring Ben Davis and Carmen Cusack, as I mentioned before, as well as uh, the great legendary Robert Cuccioli. I actually was driving past the Muni uh, when I got to St. Louis. My aunt kind of took me around to some of the the finer points of the city. I went to the St. Louis uh, library, I went to the gorgeous, a bit extravagant uh, uh, cathedral in St. Louis as well. My aunt is a professor at the University of St. Louis or St. Louis University. I'm sorry. So we walked around there. Um, where else did we go? We went through um, Forest Park, which is where the Muni is. Um, so we drove past that. and I saw their rehearsal facility and it looked Like there was something going on i'm imagining that was probably legally blonde which is in town already um rather than having rehearsals for sweeney which is at that point had been set to have its first performance just four or five hours later also went to the uh the museum the art museum in st louis so got a lot of st louis sightseeing done on saturday once i got to town but include included driving past the muni to check out a little bit of rehearsals so uh, i'm looking forward to getting there to see this show tonight all right, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Please follow along with my journey uh, in multiple cities, and multiple time zones over the next few weeks. Uh, thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful Monday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.